0: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Hourglass of Isabella. I am here with the amazing, magnificent, fantastic, awesome co-host Michael Corvus.
1: Well, I'll agree with everything about awesome i magnificent, <laughs> amazing, fantastic, you know. But I, I will draw the line at awesome. But it's a, it's a pleasure to be here as always.
0: As always, every night, nonstop in and out.
1: You know? <laughs> nonstop in and out, all day, every day, twenty-four-seven. <laughs>
0: you name it,
1: we've got it.
0: So today we're going to be talking on a fun topic. We've got a fun one today. Yes. Not of the other ones aren't fun. Sometimes we cover serious stuff and you know less serious stuff. This one's just a fun kind of. TV show on—I um, guess we'd say streaming show now because it's changed. Look, that dated me quite rapidly. Uh, yep.
1: What is a television?
0: What is a television set? Yeah. What what is the what is the topic tonight, my love?
1: Tonight's topic is the Disney Plus series Moon Knight.
0: <laughs> you did that beautifully. That was proper radio personality on demand right there. So yes, the Moon Knight.
1: Yeah. For the low low price of just nineteen ninety five, you too can have Moon Knight. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this is a Marvel series, one of what? Six, eight? How many have they done now?
1: Oh, they've six done, or quite, eight. A they've done quite a few. A fair little mini series
0: though, because we had the uh, one division. I think it's Which was great. I think it's six, I'm gonna guess, because we had the low key one not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And I'll I will level also with good. you. I'm not a huge Marvel fan. There you go. I know it's mm-hmm. like the most popular thing in the oh, world right now. Blasphemy. Blasphemy, I know. Yeah, I know. And I think it's mostly because I could never personally find a character that I could relate to. So I'd watch it all, perhaps Wanda and Vision, their relationship's pretty interesting and cool. But mm-hmm. just there was no one I really like struck a chord with me until Moonlight until... came along. And suddenly I was enthralled. So a lot of you know listening to this, you know, I grew up a... Studied. I was very into my archaeology and my degree in such a lot of Egyptology, specifically as a niche subject. So I really have a, a strong degree of passion for ancient Egyptian culture. And this particular comic, as we know, touches base on a lot of ancient Egyptian mythology. And the beauty of that wrapped into a marvel with modern graphics and amazing music. Can mm, I just oh, say? Yeah. The,
1: oh, the music the music. Uh, God, the cinematography... It, it's, it's, I, I have nothing bad to say about this uh, show. I don't like the cinematography, the the music, the acting, the voices.
0: Um, oh, it's beautiful. It's top notch. Hesham Nazi is the composer for the music, just so you know. And his stuff is amazing. If you've not heard it, you can actually find it on Spotify under the Moonlight Soundtrack. They even have a Moonlight Sonata rendition, which is just... Great, I was so enthralled by the music alone, let alone the graphics, and the CGI, I know that Marvel tends to use a lot of CGI now. What was that one we were watching the movie? The, um, God, it was the last movie that came out. It was a Marvel one, and it was about, well, it's not Doctor Strange, it was one, the Guardians, the Elements, the-
1: Oh, uh, 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 the, uh, the uh, yeah. The
0: Evers, the something.
1: The Eternals. The Eternals, uh, there we go. Yeah.
0: There I we go. And a CG, it. you could tell the scene specifically in The Eternals where they had CGI in their fight scenes. So they switched up and suddenly the people fighting were specifically CGI. I do think they did a better job with Moon Knight of incorporating the CGI scenes like in the British Museum oh, yeah. with the Anubis type dog that comes with after him. live
1: action. Yeah, yeah. combining yeah. them yeah. beautifully. The combination was very well done, I will say that. And as, even as Moon Knight kind itself. of a cinema was, snob, yeah, I will ex- say. It was, it was pretty well It's
0: pretty well done, I agree. So, of course, I forgot to include this because we jump into the spoilers. So, if you've not seen the Moonlight series yet, I highly suggest... To
1: completion, yeah. And like, to completion. Tune off now, watch the whole series, then, then back come the back and revisit this. And then come
0: back, and then check this out, because we are going to be discussing some spoilers of the season, and just some interesting snippets here and there of kind of what we both thought about it and what we enjoyed, because so i say there was very little I didn't enjoy. Myself. Oh, Usually I've yeah. got something still so on the other side. There's very little on this one. So we've got this character and he's got this kind of split personality disorder. Yeah. Dissociative disorder. identity Dissociative disorder. disorder. He has what you call alters, which is where you have multiple personalities okay. going on. And they've got different, uh, different names, obviously. And so far we know about three of them. Is that correct?
1: That is correct by the series. If you've watched it to completion. So...
0: Yeah, so he kind of as we start. So Stephen Grant is like the first one we meet, who's this very unassuming kind of
1: mild mannered, mild
0: mannish British, British fella. British fella, really cute. The accent is so cute. Guy says something from England. He actually has just that adorable you just want to cuddle and protect this creature kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, he, wor- he has my dream tr- He works in the British he is, Museum. He's like adorable.
1: I was like, this is uh, Oscar Isaacs uh, yeah. is, uh, is. Is, is, is playing this part for those of you that don't know. Uh, and uh, he is not British but does... Uh, a
0: great job. Uh,
1: what, what do you what do you think? Oh B- God, spot on. Yeah.
0: Okay. I was so impressed. So, as someone who does have a British accent, I was so impressed with just the... The, the realism, and it is because you do get people are gonna. If you're a bit awkward in England, you get a little, you get a little quick in the way you talk, and you start talking a bit like this. He's got it down to an art form. and It's so we d- must have done a lot of research to do that correctly because it is done well. So his character, he works at the British Museum, which was my dream growing up. By the way, I wanted to catalogue artifacts in the basement of the British Museum. That was I know how I ended up in America, but that was the dream. Before this this universe, this multiverse that I happen to be living in, mm-hmm. um, but yes, he he isn't actually. He works in a gift shop, though. He kind of you can tell you he wants to be an archaeologist and is mm-hmm. an amateur archaeologist and has a passion for it, but he works in the gift shop.
1: Yeah, is he, you know, he walks in? Uh, he sees a lot of. Um, Banners and fanfare promoting something, and he comes in and he spots like differences on things, like you know, something uh, is wrong. Yes, actually, there's only like the of of the six you mentioned, there were seven, you know, something along those lines, right? But he's very learned and very and knows very much uh, his uh, Egyptian history. And uh, he just kind of gets, uh, you know, pat on the head and poo-pooed and says, like, yeah. you know, just, just just sell the damn little toys to the kids. Or yeah, whatnot.
0: and simultaneously he's having this mental breakdown because, obviously, as we know, he keeps waking up in different places. So he wakes up, he's got this little leash system connected to his ankle in the bed and mm-hmm. sand all around the bed so that he will know when he's left. Because he has some sense of I mean, He thinks it's kind of sleepwalking or something of that nature. Mm. And, you know, if you've ever known anyone who's gone or suffered from a mental illness, you know, mm. and, and the erraticness and the confusion, I think they did an amazing job for the first time really properly in the Marvel Universe displaying like, mental universe disorder really. yeah, in, in a relatable and a realistic way. Yeah. Did you, do you agree?
1: Oh, I would wholeheartedly agree.
0: And I think the whole reason I watched this was because before I knew, even beyond the Egyptology stuff, which you knew would catch me, you told me independently one night, you said, I think you should watch this because I used to, you used to read the comics, correct?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I will, I'll I'll go into a slight yeah. little sidebar. Uh, you know that phenomenon that happens when uh, you know there is a very popular movie franchise developed around a comic, and then everyone will retcon their own reality. Uh, retcon for those who don't know is retroactive continuity. Retroactive continuity. Okay. They, they will go back and say, "Oh man, I I collected that thing from way back when, and I totally knew that, like you know, this would what, whatever, this, whatever, yeah. whatever." Okay. Most of the time, that that, that is bullshit. Um, I as a young comic collector in uh, Delaware. That's so time, cute
0: to pitch you collecting your oh, comics. Oh,
1: I know. Yeah, it's like I, th- I think it was uh, First State Comics and Captain Blue Hen. Uh, and new comics would come out on Tuesday, and you mm. could pick your titles, and they'd put it in your folder.
0: Wow, this and, is cool. Okay, and
1: you would go in and you would can pick I, them uh, up. Can I? Can I
0: ask what? What, can I, what year was this? What can I? Oh God, those would have been.
1: Yeah, those would have been. Uh, the eighties. It's been in the early 90s. Okay. Yeah. So like late 80s, early 90s. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so you would go, and you would go, and uh, all the things you would requested would be in your folder. Uh, new comics came out on Tuesdays. So you would go there Tuesday or afterwards. You'd pick mm-hmm. up your things. If you hadn't been there in a couple of weeks, you'd have a bunch of comics. Cool. If you put a bunch of comics in your folder, and you didn't get them out... If you didn't get all of them out, they'd be unlikely to to, to extend you credit to get the get
0: some more the n- new ones more
1: for the for the next week. So
0: okay,
1: sometimes so you, sometimes you would have to buy like if you hadn't been in there in a couple of weeks or you hadn't gotten a pay, paycheck from your mm-hmm. uh
0: um uh, your work or for
1: your your your, your paper war month. Paperboy money. Paperboy, or, or your, or, or your or mug's earn, or your
0: allowance from your piggy bank. Yeah, or
1: anything else. Yeah, you, know, so so you, you smash
0: w- it open desperately yeah, to get your comic money. Exactly. <laughs> you, you
1: you, you had to get them all.
0: I can uh, picture just the cute young Michael Corbis doing this, riding oh on God, his little yeah. bicycle to get his comics. Oh
1: my God. I have like Such I,
0: an American picture. I have, have like
1: three or four long boxes full of comics that I have no interest in and I like, you know, back to the wrong pony. Or I wonder if they're
0: worth... Anything to do.
1: Probably. Some, some are, are, some aren't. Okay. But you eventually, you do some of of that. That's probably own
0: podcast comics, don't you think?
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: It's worthy of the podcast.
1: So you do. I, I have a perfect guess for that. You know, Somebody oh, that's cool. got like like three or four uh, issues of the original TMNT. Uh, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, right. Okay. You know, an avid collector. Uh, but anyway, so long story short... Um, You go through this process and you realize you've really got to pare down the things that you really want out of this. And was
0: Moon Knight one of yours?
1: Well, you know, this is what I'm getting ready to say. For the comics that I did have of Moon Knight, for the few, uh, because, you know, I couldn't pay for everything, all right? Um, I was familiar. I liked the storyline. Uh, it just ha- didn't happen to be within my paperboy slash bagboy budget to get everything that I particularly liked. But of the ones that I've read, the ones that I had originally as a child, uh, the ones that I've become familiar with after the fact,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, the ones that I've come to like, you know, know and adore as an adult through digital means or whatnot, this series was great. This is one of those things where it accurately portrays some the, people. Yeah. I think it's Nail the on only the comic character that's got, um, you, you know, besides Punisher or Daredevil or whatnot, you know, one one of the overtly mentally infirmed characters that is still a hero. Yes. And that's one aspect I really liked about him. Also, he was probably one of the most violent characters. Um,
0: that's interesting. I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, I mean, he was... Probably far more violent than the, the, the on par with Punisher, uh, I would say in the Marvel cinematic or in the in the Marvel universe.
0: Right. So we've got. Um, so okay, going back to things. So then, the other character is Mark Spector.
1: Yeah, Mark Spector. I, th- I think that's the base personality. He's the,
0: and he's even he's, though
1: Steven is the one you become first familiarized in the in the series. And
0: he is Jewish American. His mm-hmm. character goes, and he he is aware. Uh, obviously, he's aware of at least one of his alters at this juncture. Yeah, in time. He's, he's aware. Whereas of Whereas Stephen. Stephen is not aware of Mark at first, and then becomes aware, which is why it's such an interesting. Yeah, story. Yeah,
1: Mark is like a is is a mercenary. It's right. like polar opposites between Mark and Stephen. And so Stephen. Ma-
0: Mark Mark yeah. is married to Layla, who is mm-hmm. the Scarlet Scarab, who is well,
1: or becomes. At becomes, the end of the series.
0: When she becomes Toret's, uh avatar, which mm. is one of the Egyptian goddesses, can we can we jump into some of the Egyptology here? Because well, you want
1: you want to go back and figure out like what is Moon Knight? Like, where does he get his powers from? So yeah, because I
0: don't. I mean, I yeah, you t- you tell us. You know more about uh, this part than I
1: do. So okay, so so uh, we'll just, we'll just stick to the to, to the series and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, so, Mark Spector is a mercenary that is on mission, on assignment, uh, doing some things. Um, he gets uh, fragged pretty bad. I think he's one of the, the surviving people of something. He's dying, basically. Oh, wow. Uh, in uh, one of these. Uh, oh,
0: right, he's dying. That's when Conchu comes in. Conchu
1: comes in and says. Do you want to live? Do you want to survive this? So, y- can't
0: you being the Egyptian moon god?
1: That's right. right yeah. And uh, you know, in in this iteration, it's very much somebody who protects travelers of the night and punishes the wicked. Right. Um. You know, as they do wicked deeds. Um. And so he says yes. Uh, he brings him back to life. Uh, he imbues him with certain powers and he can call on this. All right. Mm-hmm. So now, whether Kanchu picked him because he had a disassociative identity disorder or because he was like a willing servant to become his altar, yes. you know, it's somewhat debatable. But so the, 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 the human character Mark Spector says yes. Uh, Khonshu imbues him with powers. That can be called upon, you know, at times. Yes, right. And and, you know, I like
0: the suits. Right? Can we just? I didn't realize this. This is so fun. So you now it's like the Moon Knight is his character, mm-hmm. and you got Stephen Grant. You know, his character's actually called Mister Knight. So when he's <laughs> yeah. got his little suit, he's, he's Mister Knight. He's got a proper little
1: British l- l- suits, little little Mr. Three piece white suit it's, with that. It, it's oh, so yeah.
0: endearing. It's so sweet.
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, so can we? So he 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 becomes his servant. Of, Kanshu, oh, of Kanju.
1: Right. He becomes the servant of Kanju or the Avatar of Kanju. And would basically it's a contract. Kinda like, you know, one would make a deal with the devil or Sad or Anubis or anything else.
0: Right. And
1: it's like, you know, my life is forfeit, my soul is forfeit unto you. Yeah. And uh, you become his avatar, his is his, his um, <clears throat>
0: It's, it's, it's Physical projection onto the world. Yeah, it's kind of like if you're playing an RPG and you have an avatar in the game, you're the controller, you're controlling your avatar. And all of the Egyptian gods in this show have different human avatars that they can kind of speak through and control. But they themselves have to have a pact, a contract with the human in order to do this, which is why some of them don't actually have avatars. Or if your avatar dies... You have to get a new one and a new pack, so to speak. it's quite complex. Jumping... I'm going to jump into this Egyptology now because I have some points as an Egyptologist on this that I think are really interesting. Go
1: right ahead. How how did you feel about the the accuracy?
0: I have feelings. The accuracy overall, I will say, was pretty good. As an Egyptologist, I'll say it was about 70% good. Really? 70% is what I would rate it at. And here's why. So... There are different characters, right, that they portray, especially the gods. So Khonshu, who is is a lesser known kind of god in the pantheon of Egyptian gods, which, as we know, is a moon god. But interestingly, they portray him physically with um, an ibis-like beak. He's got a long bird beak. And Khonshu himself was more often depicted as a hawk. Like Horus, we Mm -hmm. think of the god Horus. Or he was also sometimes depicted kind of like Osiris as a very green-skinned, almost mummified individual. But he was a moon god, so that part they got correct. But as an Egyptologist, I wanted to jump to the... Why didn't they use Thoth or Toph, also known as Tehuti, Mm
1: -hmm. right?
0: He's the classic, the ibis-headed. He looks... Like how Concha is portrayed in the show and he's also a god of the moon. So it would have been really? the perfect yes, he also is. He's the god of scribes, he's also related to the moon, and sometimes depicted as a baboon. Did you know that? I not did just not. an Ibis. And I thought but it's still I love that they went for lesser gods. My favourite lesser god that they included that a lot of people won't know about but I will teach you about them here is in the scene where they're in the great hall and there are different avatars for the different gods and goddesses they actually had an avatar representation for Tefnut Tefnut is this like completely unknown lioness headed goddess who's actually you know what she's a goddess for? she's the goddess of moisture <laughs> yes Moist-
1: Moisturize me That's yeah, a thing no. <laughs> Like
0: rain and mo- But moisture Egyptians had so many gods In ancient Egypt That they had gods of things Like just the sensation of moisture In the air That's how I mean just There was a god for everything And of course they have Tawarat Who is the god The hippopotamus Goddess that you meet Who's on the solar bark Helping them go through And she actually Her avatar ends up being Layla That's Mm -hmm. when a scarlet scarab comes into play. She's like, I've got this cool costume for you. And they give Layla the beautiful Isis and Nepotis wings, Mm -hmm. which are very much associated with Ma'at, Nepotis and Isis, which is really cool. I'm glad they included that. It looks awesome. The solar bark was great and very correctly done, in my opinion. The representation of the duat and the field, Mm -hmm. pretty damn well done. The concept of... um, God, who's the guy who runs a cult?
1: You, well, yeah, that's... Ha,
0: ha, ha,
1: uh, uh, yeah, God. Uh, if you hadn't asked me, I could have told you. Uh, it's. Um,
0: that's going to bother me. Hang on me pull up. It's the guy who runs the cult in the show, and he has it's the Ethan balances. I know that's Yeah, it's Arthur, Arthur Harrow. Yeah. Arthur Harrow, he plays, who is the cult leader. And you notice on his well, arm... He, so
1: he, he's a former avatar of Conchu,
0: And then becomes an avatar for the goddess... Amit, as they call Um. call it, Amit, also known as the Ament, as we say in Egyptology, because she is this, and her role was actually, it was quite a minor role in Egyptology, which I'm glad they've made it larger in life in this show. She was this little creature that would sit in the Hall of Judgment. So you'd go to the underworld, you'd die, right, first of all and you'd go through a series there's this whole thing called the book of gates you'd go through these different gates you'd have to name the demons by their name and your bar and your car which was like your the bar was your soul would fly away yeah it's like your soul and your spirit and the bar's like a little bird with your head on it and the car is a like human representation of you with two hands above your head I wish I could just show that and,
1: and if your bar would fly away at night and to collect
0: the underworld didn't come and, back and, and your didn't
1: street. make it back to you they didn't know the names of the demons they couldn't get back to and for nourishment to,
0: body. to the, the body in the tomb. So and you go you, die. you go through this whole experience when you first die, which is the Book of the Dead, the uh, Annie papyrus we call it. And Anubis, which you know is a jackal headed god, mm-hmm. he would guide you through the underworld to the hall of judgment where Osiris who was the god of the dead would judge if your soul was good or not, and that would happen as you notice with Arthur Harrow in Moon Knight. He had a tattoo on his arm, which was, mm-hmm.
1: it's the scales of justice. So, 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 okay. so the scales of so justice. The, the, the whole, the whole crux. I'll just insert myself here. The whole crux between um, you know the the, the Mark Specter, uh, Stephen Moon Knight character, and Arthur Harrod is Arthur Harrod, former. Uh, uh, former avatar yes, of Khonsum, uh is now an avatar for Amit. Right. So his thing you is he is judging people, and she sees time as a non-linear thing. Uh, it's like she can see somebody, you know, whether whether you're 12 years old and like when you're 33 years old, you do blow up a busload of people, or oh, do something bad, or yeah. what you do something bad. She, she knows
0: it, she, it in the future.
1: She knows it in the future, in the past, or whatever. So she's judging in a in non-linear thing. Whereas Kantu judges people on things. Are. And it's like... Only after what you've done, so that's the whole thing. Right, it's but like, that
0: wasn't that wasn't her job. What I want to get from Egyptology? Well, in, me, like, in, in
1: the series, that's what it was. That's and her that, job, That's yeah. the conflict in the series. It's like somebody's somebody somebody's like we both punish evil. You're punishing people upon evil that they have not, not yet done, to do. But still, whereas be punished I only or, punish people, that's why you and I are enemies. Right. right? But they're so, also but kind you. of.
0: You know, they're Not just enemies. There's also an aspect of them where they're also kind of attracted to each other. Did you notice that? Yeah. It's almost like via met like. She's portrayed as a very sexy, kind of, even in her CGI, this crocodile-headed goddess, very alluring. She's like, oh, you could join me, you could be with me to Conchie. You can tell they had some history there. She's like, oh, how beat up you look. Remember she says that? She's like, you yeah. don't look so good when he's just this floating, bird tired. skull, yeah. you know, in the, in the arrow or not. <laughs> the point I wanted to get at is in Egyptology, traditionally, the things that they got wrong in the show versus right. Mm-hmm. Her job is not to be the judger. She sits, she's actually an animal. You know, she's got the head of a crocodile, she's got hippopotamus and lion features. She's all this, she's kind of like a Frankenstein creature that sits below the scale. It's actually Ma'at's job. Ma'at is the goddess of justice. She has a little feather on her head and she's the one who would judge on the scales that feather was the symbol of Ma'at. So if your heart was heavier, an affair, but you were in trouble. And what would they do if that was the case? They would take your heart and they'd feed it to the trash can down there, which was the goddess Ahmed. She would eat your soul. So she was like the hungry, the scary children's story to be afraid. You need to behave, because if you don't behave, the boogeyman's going to get you. The goddess she-
1: she was Bobby Agee. Yeah, was the, the hungry, she, hungry hippo. The hungry that would hippo, eat your heart. literally yeah. the
0: hungry hippo with the crocodile head that will eat your heart if you fuck up. That was her role in the thing. I wish if I if I like could go back or be like involved in the production. The only things I'd change. I wish they'd have a which would be so cool if they could include that and have Maat or So Maat, as she's called, yeah. to show that process. Well, because they got Tharot and they got Tefnut, They yeah. had some really unknown do, cool do you Egyptian gods.
1: Probably, we're probably were drafting more off of the comics. That probably, yes. So that's the question. I've not read the off comics. Of the, which you know, it's like as I confessed earlier, I'm not a subject matter yes. expert on the comics. But that's I know, what I
0: want to know: is what was in the comics? I'm is, really curious. You know, and, I,
1: okay, and I've always loved Marvel comics and the and the fact that they are more reality based. It's like I love certain stories from like DC and the fact that they have made up cities. Whereas Marvel comics take place in New York or Miami yes. or L.A. or whatnot, they have well, real, 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 real world cities. So you have you have a thing. Now, if they're creating, they're crafting this environment within Moon Knight, mm-hmm. is it possible that they chose like lesser known gods, lesser known gods? Okay, uh, that they could take a little bit more artistic liberties with. Uh, in order I, to kind I of like you that. know shoehorn a story into this thing,
0: I wonder about. Or I also wonder, perhaps, if whoever wrote it, the original comic was perhaps a fan of Egyptology and wanted to portray lesser-known gods. Yeah, that I think is not true makes, as well.
1: Because everybody knows about like you know you know Horus and Ra and, and these Horus
0: and, and Ra two. and Isis. Yeah, and there's a lot of
1: crossover. But which which which? Um, and
0: Anubis. But they did kind yeah. of have the jackal. I was hoping to see Nubis or Bastet, the cat goddess, would have been really cool too. And maybe they'll include those in the next season. You don't know. Yeah, well, so I mean, really cool t- technically there.
1: there's not supposed to be a next season.
0: There's not? Yeah. Oh, get out of town. Are you serious? Well,
1: okay. So so, so the word on what? the wire is that I think in, in to get into certain categories of uh, awards programs, uh, like you can win an award for you know best actor in this thing, or best actor for a single issue or a single okay. series or a limited series. It's like one
0: division was limited.
1: Right. So they've characterized it. But so it.
0: was Loki and they had Loki and like Ragnarok and everything else. Right,
1: yeah. So they've characterized it as a as a limited series, but I tend to think that they're probably going to come out with more because...
0: It was so the, good.
1: The, I hope they the do. The director, the producer, the actor, they all are like, you know what, if there's a story that comes out that makes sense, we would love to be part of it. Yeah. So it's really up to the whole uh, you know, Disney enterprise if they do that. And I think based upon the people that tuned into that versus other elements, I hope they do. I mean, because here's the that thing- was one of the most enjoyable... One shot series. It I've was watched. on
0: IMDb. It has a seven point five rating out of ten, yeah. and it's got an eighty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty damn good.
1: Oh, I know. That's fantastic.
0: I and mean, I'd fun. like to, I'd like to see more of a character Layla and her thing. Like that would be so cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, I will say, out of the gate, the way they dropped you into it.
0: Oh, it's just immediate. You were confused. You felt like you had a mental illness going on because you were there with him. Right yeah, with him. Exactly. Like, what's going on?
1: That—that That is kind of the one of the things I wanted to broach on this podcast. Yeah. The fact that if you ever have had like an out-of-body uh, kind of episode or whatnot, they do... So- Disas- um, uh, Disassociation. Yeah. we you disassociate.
0: Ever- what is so? Explain that for people who don't know. What is dissociation? It's like where well, you. Well,
1: you're on your way to the grocery store. You blank out. Whatever. You're on your way back from the grocery store, and you have a whole bunch of packages, and you so have like, no am- idea. Is it like
0: amnesia, or yeah. or is it, it out of body? It's
1: it like- well, well, it's you wants know, both and not neither.
0: Uh that would be worthy of its own podcast. What what, what I'm
1: what I'm saying is they did a very tremendous job of cinematically and visually expressing what it goes through to have um a state of being like that. Yes. You know, and and especially if you have DID and you wake up and you have to suddenly explain the consequences of what something else has already done.
0: That's happened, which is yeah. what this thing of the alters, because it's not, he's not in control of it. It's almost like an amnesia effect and then they become one unit and of course we know there's others. Yeah. So I think it's, they had that whole ending. It, that's why I thought there'd be another series because the ending had such an opening Four more because we yeah, learned about so the whole about series. The third, we learned about
1: two. We learned the,
0: about the third altar who is a lot more violent and speaks Spanish, yeah. I believe. So I thought that was really interesting. I'd loved, I would love to see more about that. We're actually reaching the end of this podcast before we finish it. Let's, so let's say some people have followed us through and they were naughty and they've not actually watched the show yet. Would you suggest it to watch?
1: God, yes. Watch it. Watch it through beginning to end and I'll go watch I think it we might watch round.
0: it again. I really yeah, do. It was yeah. that good.
1: Yeah. It, it, it opens up gloriously. It, it ends gloriously. Uh, it ends...
0: Oh, I will say one Making thing. you
1: wish you want I wanted more. more.
0: I wanted more. And I love the representation of the Duat, the underworld, as being represented as the um, mental asylum type situation. Yes. Because the goddess Torah she's explaining look this is what you what you're comfortable with that you're imagining it's a familiar environment from your human perspective to be kind of projected onto this yeah, and I think it's so that. cool for those who are like into the Kemetic Orthodox religion which I actually which am which is, is my religion um That concept, that even today, if you were to die, you'd still go through the underworld process. The idea that it would be updated and mapped onto the modern mind is fascinating to me and really cool. Yeah, I just yeah, I there are so
1: many good things in this series that I want to go back and rewatch. We will,
0: we will. So we've reached our thirty-minute mark. Ah, so Mark Specter, it's good. I really appreciate you guys for listening to this I want to apologize I did uh, Knock over a little wooden chair To the latter in that. I apologize for that But uh, as always Very appreciative to have you guys Tuning in and listening to us We have actually done a bunch of podcasts
1: Which we will be publishing All post-paste. sitting in
0: queue yeah. There's a lot to go through So we are working on it We've not been not doing podcasts We've done too many and we're trying to Correctly queue them up to get you the content out there. But without further ado, thank you guys as always. Good night and sleep tight.